Hello and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybersecurity in bite-sized episodes. This week we're going to be discussing the increasingly common cybercrime of ransomware. Ransomware is a type of malware that encrypts your data, making it inaccessible until you pay a ransom for a decryption key from the hackers to get it back. Ransomware also often includes threats like permanent deletion or leaking of the data if the ransom is not paid within a certain amount of time, as well as hiking the price up if the ransom is also not paid within a certain amount of time. This creates a high stakes and a high stress situation where people are often very tempted to pay the ransom lest their data be deleted, leaked, or it becomes an even bigger, more expensive problem. And this makes ransomware very profitable. Ransomware can infect anyone, from hospitals to banks to grocery stores, even cities. In fact, this week's episode is about how the city of Dallas, Texas, suffered a ransomware attack which shut down some of the city's IT systems and slowed services to a crawl. It all started Wednesday morning, May the 3rd, 2023, when Dallas's Security Operations Center, or SOC, was notified by monitoring tools that ransomware had likely made its way into their environment. A number of servers were impacted, and we'll get into that a little more in just a bit. The city is working on both isolating the ransomware so it cannot spread to more servers on the network, as well as removing it from infected servers so that services can hopefully be restored to full functionality shortly. Dallas, Texas is one of the largest U.S. cities, with a population of approximately 2.6 million people. So, what exactly are the implications of a ransomware attack potentially affecting this many people? Well, first of all, internet services are just fine. People in Dallas can access the internet without issue. But official city sites, including the internal sites, are experiencing some issues due to ransomware, which in tune is causing some services to slow down or stop operating altogether. The city police and emergency services seem to be especially impacted. 911 dispatchers reportedly are having to stick with handwritten reports to give to officers rather than submitting them by the usual computer-based systems. This may cause delays in emergency dispatch being sent out, which can risk lives. The Dallas County Police Department website was also down temporarily, but is back online. But the police and 911 are far from the only services that are impacted by this. For example, the court system has canceled all jury trials and jury duty starting May 2nd as the IT systems simply aren't working. That is, for sure, one way to get out of jury duty. However, according to Forbes, more services that are experiencing issues include the Dallas Water Utilities, which are unable to accept payments, and the Dallas City Secretary's Office is unable to process open record requests. Development services, permitting, public works, and zoning applications and payments are also unable to be received by the city. Again, in a city of 2.6 million people, this is a considerable disruption to services of multiple types that have already spanned several days. Ransom notes that allegedly were printed from city printers reveal the identity of the ransomware group responsible for the attack, which is known as Royal. In the ransom note, Royal claims to have copied data from the city of Dallas and threatened to publish it online. Though this has not yet been confirmed to be true, as the city of Dallas has not yet been posted on Royal's Deep Web Leaks site. Although it is certainly responsible, negotiations are taking place, or they're simply waiting for the right time to leak the information. So, how exactly did this happen? How does a city get infected with ransomware? Knowing Royal, we can make a few guesses. One method they use is a type of phishing known as callback phishing. Callback phishing is a technique that involves impersonating delivery services and software providers in emails. 
These emails pretend to be subscription renewal emails. And like anyone who wants to avoid spam in their inbox, many people will immediately unsubscribe. But that is the trap. You may be thinking the unsubscribe link is malicious, but that is not the case for Royal specifically. A phone number is actually given that you need to call in order to unsubscribe. Personally, this would immediately turn me off and I would just block the sender, but for some people, that does not exactly deter them. However, in case you haven't figured it out, you're not calling some email service to unsubscribe you. You're calling the threat actors. And they will instruct you to install a remote access software that is used to install the ransomware which is disguised as unsubscribing from the email service. You may be wondering how someone can accidentally install a remote access software instead of unsubscribe, but a lot of times the instructions can simply look like going to a certain website, entering some information and clicking unsubscribe, but really it's a secret download link. That is just one example though. Being able to call someone is very effective for being able to manipulate them, especially since they don't have a whole lot of time to think rationally, where if they're just in an email exchange, there is time to stop, think, and well, do what I do and block the sender. When you're on the phone with someone and just following seemingly innocuous instructions, it can be a lot trickier to figure this type of thing out, especially if you are a much less technical person. Callback phishing is, of course, not the only method that can lead to a ransomware infection, as network attacks and more standard types of phishing attacks are also very common vectors. Callback phishing is just a tactic the Royal Ransomware Group is known for using. So, how can something like this be prevented? Ransomware is tricky, and once it's on your systems, it can be difficult to remove, and files often cannot be unencrypted. Although for some ransomware, there are specific uninstallation guides that you can follow that is on a case-by-case -case basis, though. The best solution is preventative user training about phishing, as well as creating external backups that can be disconnected from the network so that they cannot be infected. That way, a restore is possible without paying considerable sums of money. Email filters for inbound emails can also help, but may also impede on some business services, so those need to be implemented very carefully. Filtering malicious and spam emails, especially if they are new, is actually very hard, especially when you need to keep in mind that some of your users need to talk to people externally, so you can't just sever all connections. That is a huge reason phishing remains and will probably stay a very effective method of infiltrating. Ransomware is a growing cybercrime, and attacking local governments such as cities is nothing new. Any industry can be affected by ransomware, so it is important for everyone to remain aware. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, and another thanks to Bleeping Computer, TechCrunch, Forbes, Reuters, and CBS Texas for information regarding this attack and its impacts on the city of Dallas. Until next time, stay secure!